On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. All right, second shooters. We are here in the frozen tundra that they call <laughs> Texas. Is something that I can honestly say I don't think I'd ever do. What do you think, Jimmy? Well, I tried to leave the snow a couple of times by, I mean, by leaving Idaho, by leaving Indianapolis, come to Dallas, thought it was going to be all good. We have had, we've had ice storms actually several times since I've moved here. It's Dallas. Well, several, I mean, you've been no, here. several times. Several yeah. is That's three true. or four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we get ice storms here. This is unprecedented. Yeah. What makes it really, I mean, gosh, it's been, it's been awful for some people. We, we were, I mean, millions of people without power across the state, um, hundreds of thousands under a boil order in the Fort Worth area, meaning that like they don't have power and some of them don't have water and then they're told to boil their water, but they don't even have water because their pipes are frozen. And it, and it kind of goes without saying our thoughts and prayers to the ones well, with the people that are Ugh. not fortunate enough that have lost power. We've got friends and family that have lost power and water for two or three days. And it's just, this is just insane and a good wake-up call for a lot of stuff to go on and try to get better because this has been a really tough one. We, we've been very fortunate, and we don't take that lightly. We have now invited everybody we absolutely know to come and stay at our house because we've had power, and nobody's taking us up on it. And I'm like, we got a whole I'm, area for you and everything, and nobody's I, taking us up on it. I'm a little offended that none of our friends wanted to come over. The thing that's hard, though, that I do actually understand, Try because one. you guys, yeah, one. and you guys know, if you guys are longtime listeners, you know producers Zach and Matt. Um, they both have been, you know, on and off with power, and so we, of course, invited them over, too, but it's the roads. I mean, like... And I think people who hear this, people who listen to this that live in a normal, like maybe they live in Idaho or they live in Indiana, they're thinking, ah, oh, what are they, you know, what's the big deal? Well, like Texas is not built for this. You know, we don't have, people don't have snow plows. We don't have, they don't have snow plows because we, we, we don't need them. And people don't, well, I'm starting to feel like we do, you know? I mean, this is really bad. I'm yeah. starting to feel like maybe we, we need to get some partnerships with surrounding states or yeah, you know, something. But people who live in other states are like, okay, it's not that bad. But, I mean, it was negative two degrees um, yeah. a few days ago. Well, and- in the last uh, – we were recording this on a Wednesday. In the last seven days, we've only had two hours over freezing. It's – you guys, it's like – it's bad. I mean, yeah. the pipe – I mean, the the pipe's bursting now, too, in, in different places. So, yeah, we've we've invited everybody over. No one has taken us up on it. It's also a weird time, though, because of COVID. So it's kind of like – People are supposed to be distanced, right? Yeah, but, yeah, that's but so it's 
it's weird. If you're a friend of ours and we invited you over, we are still offended Absolutely. and sad. We wanted to hang out with you. I had so much wine to drink. I was like, couldn't wait to <laughs> have people over and hang out and drink wine. <laughs> but at least Heath and I are here and we can podcast with you guys. Yeah, well, and, and, and we're going we're gonna to do two segments today. Just gonna do, we're going to do two story headlines, kind of OG throwback, little, little second shots, but we're going to just do two segments um, yes. uh, for you guys on this one and uh, roll it on out. So what, what's our first headline? Well, so the first headline actually, you know, comes to us from our good friend Steve Noviello from Fox 4, which is where I actually used to work. And gosh, he, he's been doing such a good job um, reporting in the headline is this, Encore defends decisions on who gets power, who doesn't in North Texas. So yeah, power is slowly coming back to more people, but there were still 450,000 homes and businesses without electricity as of Wednesday afternoon across the area. Um, More than 2.6 million people across the state still without power, and it's not clear when the power will be fully restored. Now, this all stems from the power generation. ERCOT says that it can't even get deliveries of the water they need to run some of the power plants. Of course, that has not stopped people from asking why more can't be done to spread out forced um, conservation, days in the darkness, and North Texans are doing what they can to stay warm. So here's the deal. ERCOT is continuing to call for a reduction of electricity distribution. Um, In North Texas, that's the job of Encore. But then Encore says... We can't deliver power if there's no power to deliver. And, and, and it's just, it's getting frustrating for people who live in the community because they're saying, listen, whatever, figure it out because we're struggling. Yeah. Well, there was a, a piece of that, that, um, um, of that article that kind of reached out to me the most is that, um, it, you know, it said that on part of the headline was many of the people who have been without power the longest want to know why the burden is not being shared. And so Fox 4 was asking them, and because some people said they feel like they've been out mm-hmm. for two or three days, and, and then some people don't have any power. It's just been Like, like we've, we've had power, yeah, right? We've been blessed. We've had power, we've been blessed, but we have friends who have not had it for days, and it was supposed to be sort of a shared outage. Like, we knew this was coming, and it was supposed to be everybody gets power off for 15 minutes, then on, et cetera, and it did not happen that way. Yeah, it's been kind of uh, everything. You got a plan until you get hit in the mouth type of thing, you know. Um, but my second shot on this, um, a couple weeks back, our, our pastor actually um, preached a message. Um, and in that message, he talked about a load versus a burden. And so obviously that piece in it when he talked about the burden really kind of spoke to me because that, that what, what, he, what he preached about this Sunday really – kind of resonated with me because it's something that I've never thought about the difference of load and burden, right? Like, like we carry a load of something versus what a burden is and, um, and then how those things can affect our lives, right? Like, like everybody's got those, maybe it's family members, maybe it's friends, maybe it's a job, something that you feel like you're constantly carrying it all. And we'll, we'll refer to it as a burden, right? And, and the way he said load versus burden was something that really has helped kind of put it in my mind in a different way. So what he said is what you've got to figure out in your life is, are you carrying a load or a burden? And a load is, a load is something like, help me forever, right? Like, hey, can you pay part of my rent forever? Can you, uh, go get grocery for me every day for forever type thing. And um, 
you know, it, if you're working with somebody that's like, hey, yeah, I, I remember as long as you remind me all the time, then I'll always remember to get that report in, right? <laughs> um, and, and those type of things, right? Like how many times, you know, and, and the wives on here probably listen to the husband that you got to tell your husband a hundred times every time to take trash <laughs> out or something, right? That's a load. And that's something you got to carry forever, you know? You're carrying a load and a load is what will weigh us down. A load will will just put us in the dirt because that's something we have to always care. We have to always, because that coworker that can't remember to turn the report in, putting on you to where it's now your load. And you're versus, not able to help out in other ways. Yeah. yeah. And, and versus a burden, which the way he described a burden, which we have, a, um, I think we all would describe a burden the way he describes a load more often. But a burden is something like unexpected event, right? Somebody needs help for one time thing, right? That coworker calls you and says, Look, I've had a rough morning. Can you get that report and turn it in for me? And of course, you're going to pick up that burden for them and help them out. But they're not saying every morning, turn that report in for me, right? Um, or like a lot of people across North Texas and Texas in general needing help, needing some food, needing something being delivered for them, right? It's a one time thing. You're helping them get out above it all. That's a burden. That's a one-time burden that you're going to take on and that we should have burdens in our life every now and then to help people out, right? Um, but the more you relieve yourself of the loads, you can help with more of the burdens. And that what is what hit me. So, like, we're carrying loads for people that are taking advantage of us, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're taking these loads. That person's taking advantage because they don't want to do this report, and they know you're just going to do it for you because it's going to bother you, and you keep doing it. And then you can't step up and help the burdens out. When they are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's the most important part that can help us relieve ourselves of the loads is that understanding we're not able to help the people really in need with some burdens every now and then because we're carrying loads for others when we should remove those loads and hitch it to them and make them just, you know, shut up and put up, as we say in mm-hmm. East Texas. So that, you can, so that you can be there for somebody who, uh, like, they got a flat tire or they're sick or they're having a hard day emotionally or, you know, your child needs extra time with you. Any of those things that the idea, I love that sermon too. Um, the idea being that you're there for some of those more emergent issues as opposed to just doing crap for people. Well, because most <laughs> of the time you're carrying loads for somebody who is ungrateful and really doesn't even appreciate you carrying that load. They almost expect you to do it. And this really speaks to a lot of people, I think, in a workplace. In a workplace, there's a lot of people that they'll say, you know, the really good ones end up having to carry more of a load for everybody because everybody puts it on because they know they'll actually do it when they've got a lot of worthless co- co-workers that won't pick up and do their part. Next thing you know, your strong talent is getting worn down. So if you're one of the strong talent, you need to start unhitching the wagon. You need to start unhitching the loads and let it fall where it may fall so that you can actually help some of the other worthy um, co-workers that deserve it with some burdens every now and then, but you can't when you're carrying the load for people that are ungrateful and unwilling. And if you're one of those that says, oh, I ain't carrying no loads, more likely you're giving loads to people. And you <laughs> yeah. need to realize that and recognize it. You know what I mean? Oh, that's so true. So you, if some people have been listening to this podcast and probably have not heard a traditional second shot. The idea, you guys, is that we take headlines that are in the news. We're not necessarily giving the opinion on the news, but we're more so using it as a jumping off point to have a discussion about life or about business or about family. And um, as we've all been hearing this, which has now become, it's become a national discussion, what's going on in Texas with the power and why more of the, the, the load or the burden, you know, isn't being shared. Um, and 
I have been talking to people who have been spending their entire time. I mean, you guys, our whole, like our whole state is shut down. People, just so people who are out of the state understand, you know, we're not going anywhere. We're staying home. We're hunkering down. People, you know, there's no food in the grocery stores. Most restaurants are closed. I mean, it's truly shut down and there's a lot of angst. And then I'm hearing a lot of angst from people who are so riled up over wondering who is to blame and wondering who's been done wrong. And they're seeing, for example, you know, there's this big story about the lights in downtown Dallas being on um, over the last couple of days and people saying, well, why are these on? Pointing fingers. I mean, why is this on? Why is that on? Why, you know, and, I, and, I, and they're fair questions. Look, I mean, they're, they're fair questions. Um, but the funny thing but too is about, you know, what people don't, there, there's always, I just like in all my years of covering news, there, there is usually a logical explanation for a lot of things that seem wrong. There usually is. If you approach life, assuming that most people are good, they are, I mean, truly, and I've covered the worst, the worst, most people are good. So if you go forward with that, I mean, it's true. If you go forward with that, life is just so much more pleasant because the truth is like, I can give you a million different reasons why lights are on. Some people have generators. Some of these areas that have lights on are hospitals and they're caring for people. Sometimes someone left work on Friday and did not realize that all of our state was going to get shut down. And yes, they left a light on. And they live across town and they're not able to get back to turn the light off. So instead of stressing your own self out and getting into a tizzy over, over what somebody else's light is doing, maybe have a, I mean, maybe that person's trying to get back to turn it off. We don't know. It's just know that there will be an investigation and that, you know, all, the, the truth always comes out. So unless you're one of the power players and the people who can actually, you know, make a change with regard to this stuff. I'm just saying like, you got to kind of just take care of your own family and your own heart um, and your own mental health during stressful situations rather than getting so riled up over what somebody else is doing. Yeah, yeah, There's always another side of the story. It's like a lot of them complaining about the downtown lights. Every one of those buildings have massive generators built in. So if power goes out, they can still operate. So Encore and Electric is not even probably operating them. So there's always another story. What you're saying is so spot on because... We start looking at wanting to blame everybody else. When we're in the situation, blaming them is not going to do you any better, but you're going to be mad all day, right. all pissed off and all this and ruin everything when, you know, you go out in our neighborhood and I see people pulling old swimming pools behind a truck and their kids are in it and they're sliding around having fun. And they're like, look, we're going to make the best out of this, um, you know, and on top of load versus burden, are people putting loads on you and, and you need to unhitch the wagon? Let some of them loads go so that you have time and open an opportunity to help people with the real burdens that come along. We'll be back on the second segment and last segment on this episode of Second Shot. Hey, it's Zach. I'm in my apartment recording this audio so Matt can sneak it into the show before Jenny and Heath hear it. I know they always do the sponsor reads, but guys, I had to get in here so I could tell you about Energy Ogre. They've been a longtime supporter of the show, and this summer, Christine and I finally signed up to see if they're really as good as Heath and Jenny say, and guys, Energy Ogre is totally legit. It's crazy. Check this out. You sign up for Energy Ogre for just $10 a month. You send them your most recent power bill, and the team at Energy Ogre will run the numbers to find out how you can save more money on your bill by switching to a different provider. Then, they'll switch you over to that provider for you. 
and you'll immediately start saving money that you would have been spending on whatever company was ripping you off in the first place. Christine and I switched over this summer, and I've been kicking myself for not signing up earlier ever since. We saved so much off our power bill that we paid for Energy Ogre's service fee, and now we got a little extra scratch for date night. If you live in Texas, if you're in a house or an apartment, whatever, go to energyogre.com right now and put in the promo code Second Shot, and you can get your first month totally free. Support Energy Ogre, support Second Shot, and support your savings by switching to Energy Ogre. All right, we're back here on the second segment, and Sister Jenny is in the house, and she was letting me preach and letting it ride. I hope y'all felt it coming through. Now we just need 1995 a month sent to us, and we can make all your dreams come true. Stop it. <laughs> oh, that part was just making me so because I was just getting you know people like you work for the news who's investigating who's looking at these people you know we just automatically turn to who's wrong instead of like if you have this much energy and you've got power like why don't you see if your neighbor could use some water or if they have power yeah you know we're so we're, for the we're so quick to look at who's at fault and sometimes there's just things called natural. You know things that happen with the weather, and yeah, there's there's and we can't plan some... for everything. There's yeah. a, I mean, look. Although I'm about to be a doomsdayer planner. Yeah, but who's going <laughs> to plan for negative two degrees and freezing for seven days in a row in Texas when it literally has not happened in 30, 40 years? I'm just saying. I'm loading up on my canned soups, and I actually already did because of the I pandemic. Was looking for canned soups, we, we didn't really have any. No, but no, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, I we guess do. I, I made a mistake. We fellows. have canned potato soup and we have like a fiesta soup. So since we preached them really hard on that first segment, yeah. Th- this this next headline I figured <laughs> would be a great one in with because this is this is about a week old story now, but like it's one of those that when I saw it I was like this has to be on second shot because <laughs> because I don't know if everybody else saw what I saw immediately. With this story, but it made me laugh out loud. Okay, so let me share the headline with you guys. I'm filling in for Zach since Zach can't be, since Zach didn't take us up on our offer to come over yeah. and hunker down with us and quarantine with, with us. us and live with us. Yeah, where's that? Why, why didn't Zach and Matt move in with us? Okay, so fan gets a picture with Cowboys owner Jerry Jones after spotting him at a prosper gas station. 7-Eleven. Uh-huh. So even with a mask, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones is pretty recognizable and he was spotted while out and about at a Prosper gas station. Stephen Daniel Dansby said he's still in shock after running into Jones. Dansby, Dansby was out driving around while his girlfriend was at a job interview. Stopped at a 7-Eleven in Prosper to grab some chips. <laughs> Lo and behold, he noticed the clerk was acting a bit odd. Then the clerk told him, that's Jerry Jones behind you. So the guy tweets it out. If you guys want to see the picture, his handle is at Dansby, D-A-N-S-B-Y-Y-Y. And he posted, just met Jerry Jones at the gas station in Prosper. He even said he felt bad for Mahomes and go mean green. Because he had his Chiefs gear on. <laughs> he did have his Chiefs and gear on. And mean green is University of North Texas, which they were up close to that area. So the picture, you guys, let me just set the scene if you guys uh, are not the, on the, Twitter. I, I, the picture's the best. You, you set the scene, babe. So, you so set the, the scene. Best. I see it and I'm, I see this headline and I'm thinking, oh, that's pretty cool. But as you look in, close, <laughs> they're in a 7-Eleven 
Jerry Jones has like two or three bottles of wine in his hands <laughs> in this picture. Uh -huh. Jerry Jones seriously was so hard up for some wine. He stopped at a 7-Eleven and got 7-Eleven wine. <laughs> and, and what's funny to me too is like... Why? Don't like... Like, I thought Jerry Jones was like Oprah and never had been to a gas station. <laughs> much Remember, less drinking gas much, wine. Much less drinking... Well, and also, like, going in to get it himself. Yeah. Like, here's my theory. My theory is that either he also wanted to get something that maybe he, like, wasn't supposed to get. Like, maybe he has health things and he's not supposed to get, like, gummy worms, but he wants to get anyway. Or maybe he's, like, getting tobacco. But you can't hide that when you come out when you got two or three... But it's not like you grab one little, like, uh, <laughs> little bitty... Uh, 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 I don't know. It's just gonna like big bottles. Well, no, the bottles. I know. I'm just. I, I. I. just thought for sure. Like, wouldn't you guys think that Jerry Jones had people to go into yes. 7-Eleven to get wine for him? And or like, why would he even know, need to go in there? Like, like what? That hard up to go I've got a lot of questions. I mean, I would have a lot of questions. So it's funny because <laughs> I saw that and I thought, oh, that's cool. Now look, I go, what the hell's he got wine? He seriously straight up. You couldn't find like a there. I, there had to be a liquor type beer store, but obviously. Jerry Jones is like everybody else. He had a hard day, wanted a little drink or two. Closest thing was 7-Eleven. And he don't give two rips if it's the finest Italy wine or if it's 7-Eleven wine. Finest baby. Italy wine. Do you think that Jerry Jones drove himself there or do you think somebody drove him there? And do you think he ever drives himself? I think he drives himself sometimes. You do? Yeah. I mean, I guess he had to have driven himself here because wouldn't the driver go in and get it? Or no. I don't know how that works. I don't know how drivers no, no, no. work. He, he probably wanted to pick out. He probably wanted to scope out the product and make sure he got the best 7-Eleven wine. And he wasn't sure what that 7-Eleven may have. So he, he had to probably scope out his own wine. The comments are gold. Um, he says, at this point, I'm surprised he wasn't double fisting Boone Farm. Boone's Farm. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just like... I guess, you know, when I, when I think about something like this, we have um, images in our minds that life for somebody like Jerry Jones is so, so different than the rest of us. And Which I think is in it? a lot of ways it is. In yeah. a lot of ways it is. Um, right? Like I think about this storm that we're all in. And when you see the cowboy's chopper flying over, you know, he's not sitting in traffic. He's in choppers most of the mm -hmm. time. And, and he probably has a generator of some sort. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like yes. lots of generators. Sure. However. The man still drinks 7-Eleven wine. Well, I wasn't going to say that. I was just going to say more so like, I don't know if this is much, as much Jerry Jones or just any famous person that has to work and has to think and has to produce and has to, like the wheels are still turning for them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You're not, you're not no matter how successful somebody is, they're still having to do the thing and do the work. And it may be easier in some ways in that um, somebody drives you to 7-Eleven to get your Boone's Farm. <laughs> but you still, I mean, it's almost like as you get the more, you know, help, your responsibilities are greater. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Where you still have to, I don't, I guess I've just noticed that in my own life where I think, you know, I thought like, oh, when I get to Dallas, you know, I, someone will find my story ideas for me or someone will do, and it's like, no, you're still, you're just doing all the work, but on a bigger platform, mm -hmm. you still have to get up and go through all the same steps that you had to do when you were working in the smallest market ever and making no money. It's just that now more people see it when you screw up. <laughs> That's true. Does that make any that sense? That does make total sense. I mean, 
I, I kind of, my second shot on this was that, and, and that I've had to catch myself in personally, is that a lot of times you'll think of um, ideal successes and that all these things that you'll do with all this stuff, and a lot of times you'll realize that stuff adds more stress versus not, right? Like, like um, thinking, oh, I'm only going to drink the finest wine or whatever. You know what? But every now and then, you just want old Natty Light. Old Natural Light, little Bush Latte. <laughs> You know what I mean? Or some 7-Eleven wine. And those things are stuff that no matter who you are and what it is that you're going to go back to and that getting to a certain level of success, getting stuff can add stress, right? Like like keep adding on things. Oh, I need this. I need that. That'll fix it. This will fix it. But then that doesn't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does adds more. Like same thing. Oh, Whenever I finally get all the sound system put in the house and stuff, then then it's all going to be great. Right? I oh, actually and then watch you all have... the stuff, and then I do it. Then I got to worry about wife yelling at me because she can't uh, figure out how to work it. Right? You like, guys, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. I wish he would have can... never been able to get that sound system. So it's like stuff can add stress at times. Where success is truly when you can be free, which means being free of some debt, being free of all these things, and that. Um, being free to help others and help relieve burdens versus adding all those things on top of it. And, um, you know, and I understand if you're maybe at the beginning point of your success, you're trying to get there that you're not going to understand that yet because until you get there, but I hope all I can hope is that if you're shooting and striving for them is that, that before you get down too bad of a, a hole that you realize that stuff isn't as important. Um, now, Understand something. I like things. I like my dirt bike. Mm-hmm. I like my old Trans Am. I like my Raptor and and mm-hmm. and my house stuff, stuff like that. Okay, but they don't define me. They don't define us. Jimmy and I both could give this stuff up and go to much less tomorrow, and and it wouldn't be the thing that defined us. We wouldn't be in a spot. When I was, when I was a kid and I lost my first big, when I, when I made my first big chunk and it all went downhill real fast and I had to sell it all, that was tough for me because it was that all was about you. image. That was, was you. Yeah, it was all about image at that point. But because that happened, it helped teach me that because now I can give two shits what anybody thinks about me or their feelings of it all. I don't need to keep up with the Joneses. I'm... It, it, the house that we have, things it was stuff that me and you, me and my wife want. It ain't nothing about somebody else. And and I pray that anybody listening, if you've been in that mode, that you can relieve yourself of the burden of feeling like you got to have what others have or be able to others have because it's a very freeing and living moment when you can walk into 7-Eleven and grab you two or three bottles of old wine and walk <laughs> out proud and strong, take a picture, you know it's going to be all over the internet. And you're like, I don't care. But that's the difference, though. Here's the biggest thing. And, and any of y'all that are taking lessons or looking for people and y'all are maybe finding people you're following and you, you want people to mentor you and all that, let me tell you something. The people you know that are real are the ones that ain't ashamed to have a picture blown out everywhere with them having 7-Eleven wine. Because those people are the ones that really made it. The ones that ain't made it are the ones that are way too self, they have way too many self-like issues 
because they're not real, they really haven't made it. Because Jerry Jones made it, right? Like, I mean, it's very mm-hmm. clear. Yeah. So he don't care if you think he, he's cheap for buying 7-Eleven wine. But a person that's trying to act rich, that ain't rich, would never let that picture happen. So true. So true. The com- I'm so in on the comments on this. You guys have <laughs> got to follow this guy, Dan's B, with three wives. Just go look at that picture in the comments. Oh, my gosh. Dan's B. Yeah. Oh, man. what I, I wonder where Jerry Jones is, like, where is he right now during the midst of this pandemic? He is sitting... Not pandemic. What is, we're in a pandemic and an ice storm and a power outage. He's sitting in his house in Highland Park. Everything's working and operating just fine. I have seen, actually, some um, some pipes exploding in Highland Park from friends of friends. But yes, if that happens, he'll get in a helicopter and fly out somewhere else. Well, he probably has people staying in his house um, to monitor, like to keep the faucets flowing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he probably just has people just to make sure that, like I don't know, looking at the pipes. But you know what? He may not. But he may not. That's true. Well, somebody else wrote it and said this is not this is road wine. He ran out in the limo. Probably. Probably. But you. But. Most people would have thought Jerry Jones would be way too good to go stoop to 7-Eleven wine. Yes, so true. I would take some 7-Eleven wine. How is our wine stash? I guess that's our the wine one stash thing. Is great right we now. have so much wine. We are like out of food. I mean, we we legit. I mean, okay, we're not out of food. We definitely have thirty-seven thousand bags of tortilla chips and lots of freezer salsa. This one right here is ordered tortilla chips like nobody's business. I mean, we have a lot. We will never run out of tortilla chips. We have some canned food, but we don't have any more meat. Um, we don't have any more cheese. I think we've got some eggs. We have, a problem. A, we have a little almond milk. We're hoping that by the time this comes out, by the time this podcast comes out, well, and then like we've both been working from home all week, yeah, which has been so crazy. Um, you know, with Brighton here and her little schools canceled, and um, it's just been it's just been kind of wild. It's been fun, but I know that we haven't been as worse as most, and so. As worse as most. There's some more Heath grammar for there you. There you go. He this, doesn't care how his grammar sounds. We gotta remember some of these Heathisms so we can make yeah. some shirts with it. It's not as worse. What is it? What did you say? See, you can't even make fun <laughs> of me because you can't even get to that level. It's not as worst as most. Yeah. Now, I love you guys. You've been great. If you're carrying the load, un- unhitch the wagons. So you have time to help people with their burdens and make sure if you know who you're following, they're real, they're legit. They're making things happen. Um, anybody who's been struggling and, and, and having some issues with all these storms, you know, go to the Second Shot um, um, webpage, send us a message, and see if there's things and ways we can maybe gather things to help out in any way we'd mm-hmm. love to. Um, you know, we love you. We're thinking of everybody that, that's dealing with all this and hoping that we get back to normal um, pretty quick. You can find me at Heath Oaks um, or at Ignorance on Fire on Instagram is really probably the best place to get a hold of me yet um but we love you and we're thinking about you yeah i i couldn't agree more we just we thought about skipping the episode this week just because of the crazy circumstances and not being able to get into the studio um but we just kind of wanted to have a connection point with all of you and just say that we we're thankful for just you continuing to be a part of our community and continue to support the podcast and we really do just enjoy doing this and we enjoy hearing from you um i will reiterate what he he said if um there's anything we can do just please do let us know we know it's been a very very tough time for um for so many and you can find us in the second shot group 
facebook.com slash groups slash second shots. And if you're sitting around and happen to have power, leave us a review. Heath didn't even shame, shame you didn't even shame people. And we have not gotten any reviews. In fact, you guys, you know what? Actually, we really do need somebody to do a review because the most recent review is actually from my mom and it makes it look like I wrote this. This happened once when my dad did a review, Joe and Chondo, yeah. then my mom, Jay, they're both Jay and Chondo. It makes it seem like I wrote my own review. So we need somebody else to write a review so that the most recent one doesn't look like it came from me. Okay. <laughs> Love y'all <laughs> and we'll see you next time.